Hey everyone, Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage? Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the privilege of having Michelle Perry on the podcast. She is the CEO of Relation, a SaaS-based patient-centered engagement company that utilizes a modern and mobile-first approach to improve patient and provider communication. Michelle Perry has almost 30 years of experience in software and health technology, an undergraduate degree from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, and her MBA from Harvard Business School. Just the the important topic around how we communicate to patients effectively and how do we do that at scale? It's going to be a great talk. And Michelle, super excited to have you join us today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. And, and, and so before we dive into the awesome way you guys engage patients at Relation, talk to us a little bit more about you, Michelle. What, what inspires your work in healthcare? The patients. You know, really, th- this truly has to be about the patients. There has to be an easier way to access healthcare. Um, this pandemic has shed light on the fact that truth healthcare truly is about the patients. And that's what, you know, I joined a company named Relation, relating to the patient and focusing on the patient. How do we make it easier for the patient? Because anything related to healthcare is hard. And so why don't we make it easy? Yeah. And I think the nature of of kind of how healthcare works, unfortunately, is that it's complex. Uh, and, And the need for that expertise of simplifying and getting a message to the right person at the right time is critical. So Michelle, talk to us about how Relationed is adding value to the healthcare ecosystem. Exactly what you just said. You stole my words, Saul. Um, <laughs> it's I? all about getting the right right message to the right person at the right time. And, you know, the industry has been a little too focused on patient portals and just dumping information there and figuring out the patient would find the information. And it's just not working. You know, we need to make it easier both for the practices and health systems to make it easy for their patients to access this healthcare. And we need to do it in a way that patients are used to communicating today. And we all carry this phone. Um, you know, there are a few people in the country, maybe not, but for the most part, people have a phone kind of, you know, in their pants pocket or in the hand or something all day. So how can we make it very easy using that mobile device to get them just that right information and not a data dump, just get the right information at the right time? Yeah. And so there's a flow, you know, there's there's a step by step process that kind of we go through when we get care. There's the scheduling, there's there's actually going to see the clinician, you know, where you wait. I guess there's a lot of waiting in cars now with with the pandemic um, reminders, et cetera. So there's a lot of touch points that potentially we could miss. And so talk to us a little bit about what you feel makes relations special and, and different than what's out there today. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, healthcare has so many rules and regulations, um, starting with HIPAA, that introducing some of this technology, you know, to be patient-facing can be really daunting. And then you add all, all the communications laws, such as TCPA and the CAN spam, and, and this really seems way too risky to really move forward in healthcare. 
So that's where many practices have just put it in portals and think that's enough. But the adoption and usage of portals is just really low. So what we focused on is making it just easy to get the critical information at that point in time, whether it's about an appointment to make sure that you know it and confirm it. And we have best practices where we combine phone, email, text, and chat messages over the course of five, three, one day to get the best response rate and to get people, if they can't make it, you know, to cancel and reschedule and get them back on the calendar and that you can get wait lists to fill the spots that they left and moving all of that. So really combining all these with one platform that can, you know, make this really productive for the practice, which if we make it productive for the practice can make it easy for their patients. Totally. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's, you know, scheduling, there's the billing, there's, you know, and if you have an empty seat, what does, what does that do to the rev cycle of the practice? And, and so you're saying that the platform you guys offer gives those benefits to the actual practice while also have, it has like a outward facing patient engagement, I guess, uh, platform that could be used to engage with them. Exactly. Exactly. And it's exciting because by taking this kind of platform, you can make improvements for the practice and their business in so many ways. So, you know, it can start with the very basic like no-shows, right? When I first came here, I was, you know, fascinated with how many patients didn't show for appointments. And it was really, it was lots of times it was oversight, you know, just um, they forgot their appointment. People are busy and things. So we make sure that that doesn't happen by this, again, best practices. So by reducing the no-shows, it really, you know, allows to keep provider schedules fuller. The other thing that's kind of exciting now is with telehealth, you know, I might not have been able to call someone the morning of that someone else canceled and try to get them on the schedule because they're at work already or something. But I might be able to get somebody jump on and take a telehealth appointment and fill fill that appointment now. So that's, you know, a really um, awesome outcome through telehealth this year. We see we can close gaps in care for offices, whether that's, you know, pediatric offices, kind of ensuring that children are getting in for all their vaccinations on time. You know, very busy young mother really wants to get her kid in, but then all of a sudden the appointment had to get changed and did I miss a vaccination because my kid was sick? Let's keep them on their schedules. Um, we've got primary care physicians using the system to um, ensure that their diabetic patients are getting their regular A1C testing and coaching and things like that. So it just makes those communications kind of scheduled and easy on both sides. In addition, we're seeing a lot around paying medical bills online. Unfortunately, too much of the healthcare costs are getting pushed down to the patients these days. So kind of mm-hmm. self-pay plans and things like that. So big out-of-pocket deductibles. And no one's ever worried. They've always worried about how do we get paid by the insurance company? And they really haven't paid, worried about how do I get paid by the patient? So making it easy for the patient to pay with, you know, text to pay um, bills um, makes it easy to get in front of them or to set up payment plans online. All of that, again, makes it easy for the patient, makes it good for the, the practice. So it allows them to, you know, decrease the time to pay and decrease their accounts receivable at both practices and medical billing companies. We're seeing some outcomes around attracting new patients because if you get self-scheduling, if someone's, you know, looking for a new doctor and they find it online, they want to make an appointment then. They don't care that your office closed at four o'clock. It's 6.30. Yep. They got off work. They need an appointment. So, you know, we can book flights at night. We can check out bank gallons. We can do all these things at convenience. Why, why have we not been able to do a lot of this for healthcare? So adding those kind of things in. 
reducing phone tag. You know, there's so many of the reasons people call doctor's offices really quick questions, such as, do I need to fast before this appointment? You know, is there parking, easy parking? Is it handicapped accessible parking right near your office? Things like that. And they get on hold and they build up this queue or they get a voicemail and you're playing phone tag. Versus if you could have, so, you know, if you can easily do the patient chat from the front desk mm-hmm. um, with these questions and answer them, just it just makes everything a lot easier. So I could go on and on with, you know, all of the various things that make it easier for the patient and business improvements. But you know, suffice it to say that if you reduce the overhead with all these administrative tasks, you can leave more time and resources for your critical clinical issues. Love it. Yeah, well said, Michelle. And, and you know, I just kept thinking about, you know, a recent bill that we got from the doctor and what a pain it was to actually like get to where we could pay for it. And I mean, it's just if you give somebody a delightful experience of, hey, just here's a here's a text, click on it pay for it. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. that was easy. Thanks. And then, hey, yeah. by the way, schedule an appointment. And it was easy. And you could do it at midnight because you just happen to have time then. Wow. That becomes something that you talk to your friends about because they're mm-hmm. going to tell you, hey, you know, they're terrible experiences. You'd be like, well, actually, mine was really great. <laughs> it was easy. Yeah. It was How easy. How do we make it easy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you mentioned it too, right? I mean, we're so used to it. We've got Amazon. We've got online banking. I can't remember the last time I went to the bank to deposit a check. I, I just take pictures of them. When was the last time you had to call the bank and be put on hold? Right? It's like, yeah. So yeah, and this is what we're talking about here, folks, is is how do we how do we bring this consumer friendly approach to patients relation is doing just that. And so talk to us a little bit about a setback, Michelle. Obviously, the work that you do, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that happen to make simplicity possible. Talk to us about a setback and what you guys learned from that. Wow. Um, you know, COVID was a huge setback for us early this year. So all of our customers were in a panic. You know, overnight they had, they were shutting their practices or reducing their hours. They were having to pivot to healthcare because to telehealth, because that was one of the only things. So they were, you know, throwing up telehealth. So all of a sudden, instead of telling you to go to 123 Main Street for your appointment, they needed to tell you to go to this Zoom link or a different telehealth platform. They had to communicate with their COVID with their patients and sometimes, you know, with less than perfect information. Uh, we had one um, oncology practice that, you know, typically would change their messaging to their patients, you know, maybe once a quarter, they would update it or something. And they changed it 19 times in 30 days mm-hmm. as they went from, you know, you could bring two guests, you're limited to two guests for your, infu- you know, chemo infusion. No, you're limited to one. No, you can't have anyone. No, you have to have a mask. No, we're not even going to do the infusions this week. You know, it just was, you know, really traumatic for both our patients and our practices as, as they navigated those really early unknown days. And we had to navigate it with them. So we were responding quickly. You know, we had all hands on deck pulled over to help in the support and group. Um, a lot of our implementations got put on hold because you didn't want to roll out new things in the middle of COVID. Um, so we were really just supporting existing customers as they tried to navigate and figure out what they were going to do and what was the best way to not over communicate to the patient, but this was one time that, you know, more was better. Yeah, it's, it's been a challenge. And, you know, I can't even believe that, you know, it's been almost a full year 
And, you know, I feel like we're starting to turn the corner, Michelle. And, and with turning that corner, there's vaccinations, there's, there's a lot that goes there. And I'm sure the work that you guys do ties into it quite nicely. Exactly. Um, you know, we, we've had to be so flexible in our business this year. And, you know, these frontline responders thank them so, so much for everything they've been doing out there Seriously. on the front lines. We've just been here to support them as they support patients. You know, again, we had to, you know, quickly pivot and come out with a, a virtual waiting room product. So you mentioned, you know, as practices opened up that people were sitting out in their cars and how to manage the fact when you had, you know, 40 people out in cars and making sure they weren't getting lost out there in the parking yeah. lot um, and who was here and who wasn't here and ready for appointments and things like that. It's not like you could just look like around the waiting room and, oh my gosh, Mrs. Smith's been sitting here for over an hour. So really managing that whole process and the contactless patient intake systems, um, those were already really getting gaining popularity because they're so productive for the office, but these were becoming even more important as people moved, you know, to patient intake, you know, limiting the patient touch during this time. So that was really important. Yeah, you guys are, are doing some great things. And, you know, providers are awesome at, at caring for people. And when it comes to being able to figure things out, it's great to have partners like you and your team, Michelle, at Relation to do it better and to, to scale faster. What are you most excited about today? Today, I'm most excited with the work that we're doing to help with the COVID-19 vaccination, just, you know, getting that out there. Mm -hmm. So we were right on the front lines. Our clients very much found out like overnight, yeah, we're going to have vaccination. We're going to have vaccines and we need to start delivering them next week. And they were scrambling. How are they going to communicate and things? So some of the things we've done with flu vaccines and communicating that with the team. Um, but it was even more important now because you know, when these vaccinations get kind of like thawed, you know, mm -hmm. because of the whole temperature and thing, you can't waste. I mean, you never want to waste a vaccine, but it's even yeah. more important now because so um, we've really been excited to be on the front lines helping folks like, you know, Commonwealth Health in Kentucky, the Warren Clinic in Oklahoma and uh, D.C. Health System in Alabama that started giving vaccinations the very first week. You know, I, I was mentioning to somebody and they're like, I didn't think they were even vaccines yet. And I'm like, we've got people going live Monday. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was right, you know, real time getting this all done so they could make sure that their patients knew what to do and where to be and that you didn't have any no-shows on these vaccines and that you can track them. Because again, you get, these are two, two stage vaccines. So it's very important that the people come back for the second one too, or it won't be as effective. So um, that whole process and being part of that and working with our clients um, and their patients has been really exciting for us and the team. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's the protocol there? It's it's two stages. How much time between each? Um, yeah. So um, it really depends on the, the different the centers. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so there's a vaccine that... Yeah. That, uh, not to put you on the spot, but I am curious. Uh, one of them, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are too. So one of them, it has like a 60 to 90 day period, then followed by a second. And then another one is just a single one. The other one's a single one, the Moderna one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Very interesting. And that's just going through, that's just getting approved right now. But the one that's available to your point, right? I mean, you want this thing to be effective. We can't lose track of the people. And it really does fall. I mean, the, really, the ownership of that second vaccination is is needs to be owned by the patient. 
but also needs to be owned by the by the provider, right? And so how do we do that? And it sounds like you guys are have really nice ways to communicate and remind and, and make sure that while not being a nuisance, you remind people how important it is to, to take that second one. You know, multimodality, phone, email, text, and chat, and making sure all of those being used at the right time to make sure we get that patient back in. Love it. Well, this has been really interesting. And thank you for that, that intel. There's uh, fascinating to know about the vaccines. Before we conclude, Michelle, I'd love if you could just leave us with the closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could learn more about relations and the work that you guys do. Yeah. You know, so again, all of us in healthcare can do better and patients deserve better. And I hate to say we can do better during this year because healthcare and our providers have done absolutely amazing things on the front lines. But there's the silver lining in the pandemic in healthcare. It knocked down a lot of barriers to getting things done in healthcare. I mean, look at telehealth. You know, people had been, you know, wanting to introduce that for years and years. And the pandemic literally overnight opened the door. And, and you know, the horse is out of the barn. That's not going back in. People mm-hmm. have seen the incredible opportunities. You know, well, why should someone have to drive all the way to a doctor's office to get a prescription refill? And why can't they get on a quick telehealth and have the doctor have that conversation with the doctor and get the prescription refill pushed out to them through, you know, the secure texting and things like that. So a lot of barriers have been knocked down this year, and this is good for the patients. And it's also good business for the providers and their staff. So, you know, like I like to say is healthcare is hard, but we don't need to make it harder. So let's really, let's focus on how do we make the things we can control easier for the patient. Well said. Well said, Michelle. And where where's the best place folks can reach out to you and the team? They want if they're interested in what you're doing and collaborating with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're at relations.com. Again, relate to the patient. So R-E-L-A-T-I-E-N-T.com. Or they can call us at 866-473-8160. They want to reach out to me personally on anything. I'm at mperry at relations.net. And I can also be found on LinkedIn, Michelle Perry at Relation. Love it. Michelle, this is great. And listeners, just as a reminder, we'll make sure to put all of those resources on how to get in touch inside of the show notes. Just go to outcomesrocket.health. Search bar there is amazing. It is so good. You'll find it. Just type in Relation, relate to the patient, Relation, and you'll be able to find it there. Michelle, I can't thank you enough for today's episode. This has been so interesting and we're certainly wishing you guys the best as you uh, roll up the sleeves and uh, help people out with this vaccine. Thanks so much, Saul, for having us here. And uh, we're very excited about, you know, the opportunities for 2021 for our patients and for our customers, providers and healthcare systems. So thank you. Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.